and at one point missed his head and punched the stair like a, a little cement step yeah. and like punched the step and busted his hand open but there was like blood like all over the cement and the next morning the uh there was like workers from the resort cleaning up the blood from eric beating the shit out of this dude for pushing hey. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Dancing Tony will rise again much like the south uh but like where it but where it came from but where it came from yeah yeah you know i i I can't tell you where it came from it was just me being a kid finding a way to get some attention and some cheap laughs so for whatever reason i came out from behind the counter on a weekly to several times a week basis and i would say sit behind there and say introducing dancing Tony and I would come come scooting out of this thing mind you I'm, I'm only whatever four eight then so let me sorry let me let me pause you right there just to set like the scene so like the stage is set as we're in our kitchen and there's um island there's like there's there's an uh, like a, a peninsula like a, a counter peninsula of the kitchen mm-hmm. and behind that you know there was the sink that faced the dining part of the kitchen and then behind that was, you know, the, the, the oven and everything. So Eric would go behind where they could the peninsula where we couldn't see him. And we're all sitting, the whole family, Stephen, oh. David, mom, and dad are sitting at the kitchen table. And Eric would go behind the peninsula, duck down and. Do the introduction. Dancing. Yeah. dancing. Tony and I would come out, right? And one time, it wasn't on purpose, but I went spun and I burped. And I fell like all at the same time, right? And that just killed it, right? Just killed it, just amazing. So then I continued to do that, and then, yeah, and then I continued to do it and pretended to like burp and fall, right, to reenact Dancing Tony. That's my and it got it kept getting funny. I imagine I did it once or twice for Nani and Poppy, right? They would join us at the dinner table, maybe. Oh man. But it was like this thing, and it was like, hey, Eric, do like dancing Tony. And it was just, yeah, he'd go back. And and Eric was also like, really, and I, I've always envied you about this. Eric could make himself burp, where he would swallow. Burp. Yes. Hair. I was just thinking that. And would belch. And it was the funniest thing to me because I look at it like I look at, uh, I don't know, I, visual, like motion graphic artists, like things that I'm like, I don't know how you do animation like that wow what a thing like eric the fact that you can swallow air and turn into a burp i can't fucking do it i was trying to do it the other day because harry was like daddy are you burping and i was like no but watch this oh, oh, oh. can't fucking do it i just i can't do it when you tried to do that were you thinking about me then say that again were you thinking about me when you tried to do that I absolutely i absolutely was you should have called me that's a good call opportunity um so like we had a lot of and Stephen and I like we we played S Men you know X Men and GI Joes like we played with our what's S Men what's S Men S Men is a combination of in the nineteen nineties 
In the 1990s, um, X-Men and Spider-Man both had animated series on Fox Saturday morning television. So they were like shitloads of toys. And I was in a comic book club in high school, really into comics at the time. I got Steven into it. I don't wanna, sorry, I don't want to say like I got you into it, but like we were into it together. Yeah. Um, and the toys. And we called it S-Men because it was not just the X-Men, but also the Spider-Man toys. So Oh, so that was a serious that, thing. Is that where it came from? Yeah. Pretty, yeah, that's I where it came from. I always thought it was Steven couldn't say X-Men. So he said, I X-Men. thought it was just, I, well, no, I could say X-Men because oh, I was okay. old enough. Okay. But, but I thought it was just like, let's play S-Men. Like that's yeah, it was, it was like, Spider-Man. maybe it was in your mind. In my X-Men. mind, it wasn't. Yeah. Look guys, I was a copywriter in seventh grade. So basically like, you are already, you're like playing yeah. your dad because oh, basically what we figured out is that Steven was just stupid, but you're going to make up a whole story about Spider-Man and X-Men yeah. so that he somehow feels, you know, supported. That's good. Big brother. That's good. Bigger. That's good. Big brother shit, man. Well, but here, here's the big, big brother thing that, <laughs> and this goes protected. And again, I, I, I just want to say again, like, I think that we had, um, well, our, while we remember the childhood differently, because we, you know, because it's a different experience for the oldest and the middle and the youngest. And I'm realizing things now that we have an oldest with a youngest on the way in the way that the parents treat each kid. When, when Katie was pregnant with Harry, I was a mess. And we were unsure if we were in a birthing class and we were reading books and, or I wasn't reading books that Katie was sending me, you know, whatever it was. I have years and, of recording hearing him yeah. freaking out about this. Yes. What's funny, going back to what Don said about how like the eight cast is kind of a, like a record of Harry's existence. I really am uh, <laughs> Marlon Brando as uh, Kal-El or whatever Superman's dad is, Jor-El. Jor-El. You know, all Harry has to do instead of like throwing a crystal into the North Atlantic or whatever for for me to come speak to him, all he has to do is fucking, you know, check his Apple podcasts and he's he's good. Like there's me, his father speaking to him. Um, but we, we've got all these stories that are very different from one another, but there's a lot of good memories and the bad memories like I we, was David always we were, was David always as anxious as he is now in his life? Was it growing up? Was he always anxious, or was he just from what from I what wasn't, he? I wasn't just, aware of, of that kind of stuff. Okay, because I, I didn't pick up on that shit. The way he likes to nostalgize his youth is that basically he was a budding Hunter S. Thompson. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the thing about it is, I know David. I think well enough as an adult to know that that is some grade A bullshit. Um, because not, because he is so filled. Because I'm telling you, Hunter S. Thompson. It, well, it, with the exception of actually committing suicide, was not that filled with anxiety. Oh my God, Tom, Tom dog ear this shit. We need to talk about this. <laughs> Thompson was absolutely filled with anxiety. 
And well, that's why fucked he fucked up. But all right, so so now I did all dog ear this shit. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's in, like, in great part. So but dog ear that because that's a conversation so for Stephen. All right, so Stephen, your recollection was everything David talks about his uh, crazy hijinks that basically he was Ryan Reynolds before there was well, a Ryan Reynolds. All I oh, so what I remember is like. I looked up to David a lot. David was really funny to me when I was a, when I was a kid. And I remain really funny to him. Not only not him. so much anymore. <laughs> I find him quite funny. Uh, no, very very funny. So for I all always, the wrong reasons. I remember, yeah, for, I always, for, it, yeah, not intentionally funny. No, <laughs> I. <laughs> that's the worst when they're intentionally funny. Uh, I remember writing lots of like papers on like your mentor or your who 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 you look up to and it was always david as as my i did not know that big brother yeah Uh yeah because you were funny and you and you knew you knew stuff about girls and you shared that information with me and music Uh, how did you what were your grades on those papers and can i see them i I might have them in my green box up in my uh yeah i would actually love i mean i will edit them i will mark them up just Eric, go to the go to dad's house and go up in my closet. There's a green box with all my I'll do it. Papers. Do it. That's, that's great. No, I mean, all kidding aside, like that's that's I had no idea. That's that's nuts. Go on. Go on. So, go, so, go on. so apparently to Stephen, you were a, a, an admirable big brother. Yes. To Eric, Eric and I, Eric and I him under the bus. a lot more. Eric and I fought a lot more, and Eric, I, I, I would tell on Eric. Well, all let the me, time. let me. Eric is let, told on by everybody. Sorry. Boy, man. Let me, let me, let me. Let me I'm, I'm sorry to 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 interject on this. That it's it's not. I mean, I'm I'm surprised that you said that, Stephen, because I had no idea. But when I think about it, it doesn't surprise me because I feel that there were a lot of things that I uh, presented to you that I didn't present to Eric because I felt that Eric like music and art and books and things, because I feel like Eric had a handle on it on his own. Like Eric had a different taste in music. Um, and, it, and like you didn't have a taste in music. I felt at least at the age but again, you were younger. So like you I just you listened to whatever years. was played for me. So like I remember giving you like Douglas Copeland books and you know, Shampoo Planet and uh and you know, introducing you to like American football and like giving you music and things. But Eric, I actually like stole CD. Well, I, I don't think I stole technically, I think I asked for them. Like, hey Eric, can I have these gin blossom CD? You know, like and Gaggy Ta- Jesus, Gaggy Ta. Oh, that song, that oh, one song, that album is decent, yeah. but that one song fucking bangs. That yeah. shit holds up. Yeah. But like going back to like what I was saying earlier, like there is, there really was, I felt and still feel that there is this, Eric is his way. David and Steven are this way. And they're all you still very, they're very similar. And there's no breaking of away the fact that they are brothers and very much alike and live very closely and are very close genetically and experientially despite their different experiences growing up. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, there was this part of me as as an older brother that I, I worried more about Steven than I did you, Eric. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you the moment. Well, no, well, yeah, yeah, but I don't think it was as much the baby as it was just who you were. And look, there's an easy argument for you. You were and are who you are because you're the baby. But I can remember the moment that the worry for my brothers kicked in. And it was, we were at camp and it was 1999. Eight. Stephen, what were your years in Mohawk? 98, 99? Hold on. We're going to have to trim this up, Don. (laughs) Yeah, trim this up. 97, 98, 99. Yes. All right. So it was 1998. No, it was 99. So my second year on CDC. Or it was 97. Was it 97? No, no, no. Do I have a 96? Anybody get a 96? 96. Point is this. (laughs) I was on, so at at camp, and you've all read my book on, on summer camp. Color Days is a huge thing. You were you wrote a book a on camping. Captain. You wrote a book on camping. I I wrote a book on on summer camp. Yeah, it's called a camp story. Really? Oh yeah, you can find it on my website or no no that wasn't yeah. you. I heard I heard an Ira Glass uh, this American Life about that. That oh, wasn't you. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that's uh. Yeah. So I was I was on the color days committee, which helped um, determine who the color day captains were. And it ultimately came down that Stephen did not get color day captain. Because I broke into Billy's cabin to, to get. Because you, you fucked up and I, I remember thinking, well, the kid, he could do the job. If he's given the responsibility, he can do the job. And I, I know that about him. But he has not shown to anybody else that he can do what needs to be done to be a color day captain. So we ultimately decided that Stephen wasn't going to get color day captain. And it broke, like it, it broke my fucking heart. It broke my heart into a thousand pieces. And I, I wrote a, guys, I wrote a poem about it. Yeah, because the thing is, what I love about this story is, is that Hunter S. Thompson was so fucked about his brother not being the code captain that he wrote a whole goddamn, what the fuck? (laughs) Sorry. First and pizza, baby. First and pizza. (laughs) But I can remember being very concerned in this this poem that I'm very loosely uh, paraphrasing, was like, I don't want this to be the thing that makes Stephen, that, that breaks Stephen. Where Stephen is like, oh shit, I, I'm not Cody Captain like my brothers were and my cousin was. I am like that. It, that like it breaks his self confidence and self worth, and then it ruins him because this is the thing that for so many kids like is that moment where they're like, oh my god, I can do it. I, it's a, 
So I think it I think it helped uh, yeah. that the captains made me feel like I was a captain though. They I mean they, yeah. They really included me a lot in their in the planning of a lot of things and you know I didn't have a clipboard but I I felt right. even though I wasn't a captain that I was part of that but you that were the leadership leader. position. Yes and those of us on the CDC, Billy and uh, James, you know, big James, mm -hmm. I, I can remember them saying throughout those three days, like oh, Stevens really stepped it up. And I remember saying, yeah, like he just needed the opportunity. That's all the kid needs is the opportunity. Like, yeah, he's a fucking tool bag moron. I mean, you used to run away from camp. You used to be a fucking lunatic would run away and counselors would come to me and be like, Oh, Steven's trouble. Boo. And I'm like, well, you're his fucking counselor. Deal with it. I'm 15. I'm not going to fucking do your job for you. But there's always been this, this worry of. Can my brothers do it? Are they okay? How much involvement should I have? How much should I just let them be? Uh, and when Steven, like you I mean, I think both of you floated around unsure of who the fuck you were and what to do, at least from my perspective. Stephen, when you found magic, I thought, great. That's great. This is his thing. Because you had some, like, shit was, again, from my perspective, fucked up for you. Living in dad, living in that, that literal broken home. Not only was it broken and that mom moved out, the divorce had happened. But there were holes in the walls that you had punched. There was just decaying shit because dad stopped taking care of the house. Getting kicked out. It getting kicked out, right? Like there was, was Eric got kicked out several times, but Eric got physically thrown out by Officer uh, Hightower. Officer Hightower. His name was not really Officer. We call him Officer I, Hightower because he was a tall black man. But if you've seen he in the police academy, yeah. movies, he was a tall black man. Yeah. Um, how did you, all right, awesome. Eric, Eric, how but, did you get physically thrown out of? Is this your dad's house? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, but let me let me just finish this because I'm gonna I'm gonna lead up to that for just just a okay. second. That I I remember worrying about where you guys were gonna go and what the fuck can I do, but also like I can't do anything. When Stephen moved to LA and he found like he instant almost instantly was like an adult and figured shit out. I went, Oh fuck. Yes. That's all he ever needed. Proof in point color days. Like he was given responsibilities and he fucking stepped up. All Steven needed was to not be so fucking doted on by mom and dad and protected by mom and dad to just let Steven do his thing. And he was fine. Uh, Eric had, like he never handled his liquor well, <laughs> but he's a crack shot with a BB gun, and I dude, crack fucking shot with a BB gun, and I, I cannot, and I, I cannot like tell hard. you how many times Eric and I have been in fist fights, like drunken public fist fights. I I broke up a fist fight <laughs> between Eric and his best friend at the time with a fucking snow shovel once because oh, they would not they were fighting in our in our the yard of our parents or. The yard of our parents. In the yard, the of, yard our of our parents. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and they would not, they were both drunk, fucking idiot, 20-year-old, 21-year-olds. And I was, you know, the wise 26-year-old. 
probably 27, David. I was, and you were home for with uh, with the beat after after that breakup. Who was it? You and who? No, it was Evan. you and and Evan. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know, but I've ever taken a shovel and be like, I'm. They're not stopping. Like I tried to like Michael Jackson beat it, break it up. Wasn't happening. <laughs> so I went and got a fucking steel snow shovel and I beat the fuck out of both of them in the chest with the shovel. It wasn't until one of they those finally calmed down. That we always used. Those, remember those cheap red ones we used to shovel? Yeah. So I, I, you know, as an adult, like I worried about my brothers and like my role of what to do, when, what to do, how, if. And that's, that's kind of where I lose it. You know, like now I think like, I don't worry about you guys anymore. I mean, sometimes I still worry about Steven, but I more worry about his wife, Stephanie, you know, cause she's now, he's now like her, her problem, <laughs> you know, right. but Steven, Steven found his thing. Like he's such a good magician and he's so good at it. And he's, he's successful. Like he's not David Blaine yet. Oh, I hope he's never David fucking Blaine. Well, Jesus but like Christ. the money, a good the money and exposure. I'm sure David he's Blaine a good guy, nice, right? But I don't, I, I, you know, it's like, you know, I. David Blaine's career without being David Blaine. Yeah, I nice. mean, no. The no. thing is, I'm sure David Blaine is a very nice guy. But I remember when I was in eighth grade, um, I decided that I was going to set the world record for something. And uh, at one point, I, what did I do? In eighth grade, I, I, I drank. I drank like six bottles of Tabasco, you know, and just fucking tortured myself. And then one day I decided that I was going to, you know, you know, the, the arm circles you make in gym class, like when you're doing the arm circles. Yeah. I decided that I was going to set the world's record for, for doing the most arm circles. Um, just fucking like torturing it. myself for hours. Now there are two problems with this. Number one, I, I never, I never looked up to see what the record it was that I was beating. So literally all I was doing was drinking Tabasco and doing arm circles for no fucking reason. But sometimes I see David Blaine basically is a very high tech version of me setting world records. So it's not that I'm sure he's a great guy and I actually find his stuff well, entertaining, but I don't should... see that as magic. I think there is difference. That's what you did. Okay, at the table so... for me is magic. So just just because we've gone out on, on this tangent for yeah, we're not a tangent. Sure. Uh, so David Blaine, I've seen him live, like his his touring show where he actually does magic, and he does so he really does do magic. His, okay, he does do magic, and it's great, and it's it's really great magic. But he also does like the thing where he holds his breath underwater, like yeah. bring out a tank of water and he goes. Watch in my there and, penis float and in ice. It's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, it's, it's intense like, because he invites you to try to hold your breath along with him. Yeah. I tried, so gets, I tried to do that on Fremont Street, like, last week, where I was like, I want to see how much money I can make. And I got, like, a ball-peen hammer, and I just kept hitting myself in the face over and over just to see if it was entertaining. And I got arrested, but it, I, I don't know if it was entertaining. But, uh... <laughs> But David, David's a very talented guy, and uh, I've I've had the pleasure of meeting him, and he's super nice, and he's not weird at all. I'm sure um, he's yeah, yeah. He seems it seems like it's, it's just him. kind of his his persona when he performs. You know, he's got a weird thing. But, all right, so I just want to anyway, because what I want to do is because uh, what I what I get, and again, this is uh, this has been a, a sort of like I'm the fly on the wall, even though I keep throwing shit out there. 
it seems to me that from my perspective, David, despite a few grievances, for the most part, was a pretty decent older brother and that you guys are all three still pretty close, which well, I, think yeah, is, I think is really cool. I think that shows that he was a good brother. If he wasn't, I'd be like, yeah, I've got this fucking dick brother that I don't talk to. Well, the fact that the three uh, that, you know? that both of you decided, yeah, sure. I'll take my, uh, I'll take my evening and get on a fucking zoom and uh, be on my brother's fucking jackass podcast. Why not? You know, it's like <laughs> that says something. I'm, I'm still doing what I would have been doing anyway. So fair enough. This is fair. So here's my question. You both have known David. It isn't well, I, I want to be clear. I presented this as, hey, guys, um, come hang out with me and my buddy Don and hide from your wives in our basements. Well, then, then <laughs> I don't have a basement, but it's very effective. Neither so do here's I. My, yeah, here's well, my, so the Vegas, but yeah, you know we're what I mean. Vegas. We, we don't have basements yeah, here. Anyway. No, fuck that. So Vegas here's my yeah. here's my question. David, your older brother, who we've kind of established that, you know, he's been a pretty decent older brother. He is about to have his second child. Uh, we talked about this last week. He's basically becoming uh, the Jew version of Papa Walton. And, uh, you know, he's getting, he's got another kid coming. He's got Harry. He's, he just adopted another dog, you know, his household. And, and if you a listen dog to that test, Eric and Jasmine, Eric's wife, Jasmine, they yeah. should have taken in the beginning. So the dog didn't have to yeah. go to the but, fucking asshole, but, but, but David, David, we were whatever. <laughs> counter to the, the whole Hunter S Thompson. I'm sure Hunter S Thompson had anxiety, but Jesus Christ, he didn't whine about it so much. So my point <laughs> is, no, 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 no. He wrote books, but he didn't fucking whine incessantly about the passing of his youth. Anyway, um, what That's exactly why he killed himself, you fucking penis face. That's exactly <laughs> his suicide note was like 65 years, five years too long. I'm out of here. Yeah, but he didn't complain so much. He, he just wrote shit. The he just wrote mouth shit. Head. No, but that's not right. complaining. That's not complaining. Jesus complain. Anyway. All right. So, so fine. You know what? The next time I feel so like my, I'll just fucking eat a bullet. How's that? I would prefer not, because then then I gotta just do this ape cast by myself and what a drag that'd be. Um, selfish prick. I'm totally selfish. So here's my question for both Eric and Steven. What advice as brothers do you have to either? I mean, you could go because Harriet someday, you know, maybe, maybe right now, while uh, you know, 20 years, uh 20. Four-year-old Harry is listening to this podcast, so there is a perspective that maybe you have advice for Harry, but I think probably it's more pertinent. What do you have to say to David about being uh, this this burgeoning family man? I mean, if wait, am I talking to David or am I talking to Harry? It's up to you, because, or both. Like, I would say, I would say, as a big brother, be there for your brothers. I mean, that's just, I think that's key. And Okay. Good advice in theory and on paper. But there are times like, because I, like, you know, I, I, I'll be there for you guys. Unless you're drunk as fuck at Ravinia and making an ass of yourself like Eric did. And I had to punch his fucking head in place. So like, what is like, 
specifically like be there for your brothers for what for what well like like to well i guess it 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 depends on the age you know Mm -hmm. like when i was younger i'd want you there as like don't fuck with me i got big brothers that that'll come and fucking whoop your ass i want you to be there in that which like if there was ever a big brother that was an ass whooper this guy right here yeah Uh right Uh uh-huh but see, to me, you guys were the big brothers, and in sure. my mind, you were able to kick anybody's ass that that warranted it. Yeah. Um, because I mean, all, if, if you were kicking anybody's ass, it was kids my age, and I'm like, well, I know they can take kids my age. I could totally beat the living shit out of David Barnett and uh, who's a friend your age? Stephen. Uh, Stephen. David can't beat Brad? up someone. Brad, David I'll kick Brad's ass. David can't beat someone that was your age then now. I mean, you know, he sees a seventh grader. He sees a seventh grader and the seventh grader does the flinch thing and David flinches. That's just, how, yeah, that's exactly how it works. No, it's funny. Do you want to know? God, be, you know what's funny? I beat the shit out of a seventh grader the other day. <laughs> God, this is the God's honest truth, you guys. All joking aside, my entire life, I have thought about this. The when I was a kid, older kids could beat me up. So at what age was I old enough to beat up younger kids? And then at what age would I be old, like young enough to beat up older people? Like as a teenager, could I beat up a 42-year-old? You goddamn fucking right. Did I want to? No, but could I? Yeah. Now as the 42-year-old, I'm thinking. No, fuck. No, I'm sorry. Teenager beat my ass. Like I've always thought about. (laughs) I'm 56 years old, and there's not a 17 year old that's not, you know, unless he's a bodybuilder and he's, you know, 18 feet tall. And not too many 17 year olds are going to kick my ass by themselves in a pack. They'll kick everybody's ass. Well, that's okay. One one on one. One on one in packs. We run alone as we get older. I'm just saying, you didn't say a pack of 17 year olds. You said a 17 year old. The old goats. Well, I, I don't know, there, but even I can pretty much like take any seventeen-year-old. Oh yeah, I can take I don't a seventeen-year-old. Oh, not even worried about it. I mean, See, your I, arms. I've are... always, ahead, I've Steve. always, I've always felt like, no matter what age it is, I, I can, I'm probably gonna get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you gotta well, have your David. That's, that's what's have, funny. It's David like, and Eric. Of the two brothers, like, I don't I think here? I could take a seventeen-year-old. I think a seventeen-year-old has fucking stamina that I cannot fucking compete. Stamina, fourteen-year-old though, and a healing and a healing factor. Yes, and a healing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, I bruise for weeks now. Have you seen the Batman? Have you seen the Batman? Have you all seen the no, Batman? No, not yet. One not of the yet. best things about the Batman is, despite the fact that Robert Pattinson is like a breath of fresh air. I mean, he's just like a tiny little guy. I mean, he's not that, he's not that buff. Right. The thing that's so good about the fight scenes in the Batman is that when Batman punches somebody, every single punch is like a fucking sledgehammer. I mean, it's not like, it is like, I mean, it's insane. And it's like, that's how you be a 17 year old. That's like, you beat them like a fucking jackhammer, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, Eric, Eric has been a solid big brother in, in older years. He knows. Uh, so that's, that's a question it, I have too. It's like, cause Steven, you have two big brothers. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I assume very different, like we've never really talked about this. So how, one, how was Eric, the first part of this question is, how was Eric as a big brother? What are the things that he did that like really helped out as a big brother? And the second part is okay. how does that differ than differ from, um, uh, from me? Like, do, do you think of like, I need my older brother. Who do I go to? So how was Eric as a big, like, what was Eric like as a big brother? So I, I, I as mean, a big brother, I was to you. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just want to set, set the tone. So, as a big brother to you, I was entertaining. I was funny. I was there. I was supportive, right? I mean, correct me where I'm wrong, but yeah, I was a decent but, big brother to you. See, you How weren't there in the in the same way that Eric was there because Eric and I were closer. And then Eric and I hung out yeah. a lot when before I moved to LA. After yeah. before he before he moved into the Antonisons, I was hanging out at Eric's yeah. place above the fifth quarter. All the time. I remember when you guys told time. me you guys like used to do coke together, and I was like, "Oh yeah." Uh, after, after not maybe once, maybe we did after coke Christmas. Maybe, oh, you're right with cousins. Oh my god, that was no, it. That was it. No, not with cousins. Really? We, oh, we took our, we took our Christmas left. money. We left. We left Aunt, Aunt Donna's, and we went back to the house. We got some from fucking whoever, probably one of your cook friends. Yeah, and, and then and then and I I uh, we did it on your long full length mirror. Length mirror. That was uh, the, my god. That was the only and, time. And then, and then we went out to the fifth quarter. No, to in ceiling, and I did some more in the bathroom, and I OD'd, and I went out back, and I started puking. <laughs> yeah. I worried about you guys so much. Like I worried. For the record, I want to clear this very quickly. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of weed, right? And I was smoking cigs then, and I was drinking alcohol. Me too. Me too. So me too. So it was right. weed. Um, as as your older brother, can I just make a suggestion? Don't refer to it as smoking cigs. Can you just fucking say cigarettes? Because you sound like Homewood trash when you say cigs. All due respect. To the hotties that smoke cigs in Homewood, but you sound like Homewood trash. Yeah. Right. So I don't know how I started talking. You had asked Stephen a question about why I was a good big brother or a bad big brother or something. Well, I just like the what was like so, was there like what was the okay, difference so, between like like okay. I feel like if David was like the benevolent big brother, Eric or the malevolent big brother, Eric was the benevolent one or you know maybe it's not that drastic so but it, it was it was different like you you both played your roles at different points in my life david you were the brother that was there for me when i was young and i needed a playmate and somebody to watch over me and guide me eric was the one who protected me and hung out with me when i needed a friend because we were closer in age and he was home and he was he was just physically there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. right. Of course. And and you know, he and I went on a lot of vacations together, spring breaks together when you were in college. Yeah, yeah. Like there was this there was like there was like our, we had several like while I was in college, we had several spring like two or maybe like two spring breaks were like ours aligned. 
but that, that the majority of them were like, up. I was like a week off from you guys. So you guys would take yours and mine was had already happened or whatever. Yeah. Oh, Costa Rica yeah. was one of them that we yeah. were all together. That's on. a great story. Yeah. That oh, was Eric. 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 Well, can I, you just we talk quickly about this? tell that? No. All right. Fine. Okay, it involves, think- it, it involves a tiger and a, and a, and a chubby, squishy Canadian woman. That was yeah, really it. good at holding her breath. Yeah. Go on, Stephen. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Story. I still have pictures. That's like, like as an older brother, that's like one of my proudest moments. Oh, that's a good one. That was that, okay. So that, Costa Rica. That and when Eric said to a, a mutual friend of all of ours at camp who had really big boobs where he pulled them out and said, what do you want me to do with these? <laughs> It's like Eric always had this like, here's the thing about Eric. Eric with girls had always had this unwarranted, absurd, and all kidding aside, offensive confidence with women. Yes. Where he would say to a, a beautiful, wonderful, like, Big breasted girl, he'd get her bra off and he'd be like, what am I going to do with these? Like, these tits are so big. What should I do with them? The the tiger Canadian girl in the pool. that to? They're making it out. We'll talk about that offline. We're not putting her name, we're not <laughs> putting her name out there. I know. I don't recall. It was, it, so it, rhymed, it, rhymes, it rhymes with Finzi Megan Roy. Oh, okay. So... But in Canada, when he said to the girl, like, hey, how long can they're making out? He's like, hey, how long can you hold your breath? Like, as he's pushing her head down under the pool. Fucking brilliant. The problem that I had with Eric's confidence is when we were walking down the street of Chicago. I can remember we were walking past Gilda's Club before I was involved with it. And there was a pretty girl. And he's like, hey, pretty girl, show me a smile. Like, he's some fucking trash worker. I'm like, dude, you can't. (laughs) He calls this is like 2007. Sigs. Yeah. He calls him Sigs. He I is, know. he can't get rid of the white trash. That's why I, as just listening to these stories, I identify more strongly with Eric hearing yeah, you would. this than, than, and I love both Stephen and David, but as you're telling the stories, it reminds me of my place in sort of the universe. And, you know, you're talking about camp. And when I was, Oh, probably 12. Uh, I wanted to be in the Cub Scouts more than fucking anything. And my mom couldn't afford the uniform, so they wouldn't let me in Cub Scouts. And so I spent a record. All three of us were all in the Cub Scouts. Yeah. Thank you, Furs and Pizza. Yeah. And so I spent the entire summer. And our dad was a Cub Master. Yeah. And and so I, (laughs) this gives you the perspective because I spent the entire summer. Rich, we were beating. I I spent the entire summer beating the shit out of any Boy Scout or Cub Scout I can find. If I saw him on the street, I went after him like with a vengeance. Why? Because I was poor and I was pissed off about it. So there is something. Sounds like American history X. No, you know, like, no, you Don, know? Don's story. Mine and Don's story is a is like a a modern fox and the hound it, twisted it really, on acid. Man, it really <laughs> is. So in this whole discussion, I have discovered an affinity for Eric um, that that I did not expect and I appreciate. 
was very nice. I think his wife, I, I think his wife Jasmine would agree with you. It takes a while, but once you get to appreciate Eric, you're like, oh my God, he's great. Yeah. Can I, can I, t- can I tell you the story that made me no, respect? No, absolutely not. So here's it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and so when we were in Mexico one year for spring break, it was, it was dad, mom, Eric, and me. And we went out one night and we went to the discotheca. And we were dancing and drinking and the DJ was letting us scratch records and we we were having a great time. And then afterwards we were just walking through the resort and some guy walks by me and say, what's up, man? How are you? And he goes, shut the fuck up and pushes me. And Eric goes, Hey, 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 you just pushed my brother. Guy's like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Eric's like, Oh, I don't know. And just dash him. Dude drops to the ground. Eric gets on top of him and starts hammering him, just smashing him. Yeah. Guy struggles, gets up, starts running. Eric goes and tackles him again. The Batman. That's what I'm talking about. And punches him. Dude, there is blood trailing. The next morning, we get out and there is blood from Eric's bloody fists because he was punching him. And at one point, missed his head and punched the stair, like a, a little cement step. Yeah. And, like, punched the step and busted his hand open. But there was, like, blood, like, all over the cement. And the next morning, the uh, there was, like, workers from the resort cleaning up the blood from Eric beating the shit out of this dude for pushing. Hey, so, Eric, so I, this is the first time I've ever hearing this. This is insane. Eric. Tell your version of that that story. Like, con- connect this or your perspective. We're hanging out with Puke and Rally. No, they... Mm, yeah. I, I can confirm with them then. Candidly, that sounds about right. A little hyperbolic <laughs> with the blood and all that. No, right. the blood was there for sure the next day. You can eat the buffet, right? All-inclusive, shout out. Hiding my knuckles from dad. And I think I... I May have had a cut on my lip or something, maybe, but I know with my knuckles. So yeah, I mean, it was, you know, looking back, like, do I regret it? No, you know. But hearing these stories, right, as a thirty-nine-year-old right now, I was probably what, eleven, twelve? No, 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 Himmel. What? What no, was I? You weren't 15? eleven. Twelve. You? No. Yeah. We were. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. I, I'm good at this. Eleven and twelve-year-olds don't just beat the shit out of no. people and then chase no. them down to beat them up again. When did like, you? When did you miss, meet Justin Deets? Yeah. 17 or 18. So I was okay. 17 and that dude was pro- whatever, probably about the same age or if not older. I, I can't imagine him being much younger. Um, yeah, I think it was your junior year of high school. Okay. My yeah, that's insane. Year. Eric, that is some alpha male bullshit. I, changed, right there. I, was, that's... I, um, I, I was a jerk drunk. You know, I'm curious. Did I really get th- and I'm making this self-fulfilling right now? Steven, did I really get dragged or David, you remember dragged out of the house? I feel like I just walked myself out of the house when oh no. Last no. night I left the last he, night he, I oh. he grabbed you and he threw you out the front door. Oh, let's tell that if if I can, brothers. Let me this tell is the high story. tower story. Yeah, I'm waiting for this, this good high tower. tower. I don't get the story about this the tiger is- and the chubby Canadian girl, but I'll take the high tower story. I'll I'll tell you the details Preface, on that one this later. Was very close, if not my rock bottom in my life yeah. I would say. yeah so to eric's point about rock bottom they were right before or not long before the high tower thing happened 
Eric called me. I think I was living with Bree downtown. And he had been kicked out of the house by da- dad kicked him out. Mom was gone. It was before Patty. Dad kicked him out of the house because he was an uncontrollable drunk fucking idiot. Um, Whatever it was. Patty? I think this yeah. was after Patty. Nah. It, well, because, it might have been yeah, like, it because, before, it was because before he Patty was moved staying in. at Patty's. Yeah. That's he, why no. dad wasn't initially at the house. Yeah, because well, I was this, home from college already. Okay, but then this is this is different than that in some way because Eric, he this went was and slept. Two thousand eight or two thousand nine. He got kicked out and he went and slept <laughs> on, on the park bench Heather alongside Hill. the sidewalk of Heather Hill School, Heather Hill Elementary School that we all went to and matriculated from. Wrong. Um, yeah. It was in Homewood along Western Avenue. Go ahead. And I remember talking to you, Eric, on the phone and you saying, this is the best day of my, you were fucked out of your head. And I've, we've all been there where it's like, I can do anything. I'm fine. Like they reject me. That's the freedom I need. It's the freedom I need, to, you know? <laughs> and you were like, this is the best day of my life. I'm free. I'm good. And I'm, I am saying just find shelter you know, figure it out. Cause tomorrow morning is going to fucking suck for you. It's like, no, I'm going to live in this park on this bench. Okay, dude. But tomorrow when you sober up, figure it out and we'll talk then. So you left him on the park bench. I was, I was in Chicago. I was downtown. Like I didn't, was there something I could do. This is on the phone. On on the phone. And I was also like, look, the kid made his bed. He, and it's apparently on a park bench. He'll figure it out. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So wait a minute. Okay, I got it. I just got it. You know, I'm I'm objective. I'm the objective uh, fourth party here. So yeah. what you're saying is, it's now we're starting to see the dark side of the older brother that David is. Is that David, your brother, is sleeping on a park bench? Is it as he's just described, rock bottom? And your reaction is that of great Santini, Robert Duvall, taking a basketball and smacking him in the face and saying, you could cry. That was your reaction to your brother at the rock bottom of his life. It wasn't it wasn't that violent, but yeah, but it was it it was definitely that that it was it was the tough it was it was within the tough love uh I don't know if fuck off is tough love. Mom mom turned me away once when I was homeless. Yeah, I mean it. It needed to happen. I think that I Eric on the streets of Chicago before. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I lived in. Don's been there. Yeah, times. yeah. But my mom. There are times. But I'm pretty sure if my mom, my mom was, or my sister for that matter, my sister didn't like me at all. That, um, I mean, just did not like me. Um, uh, they, I think they probably would have not let me sleep on a park bench at my rock bottom. But Eric was saying, and, and I quote him. I'm the happiest I've ever felt or the happiest I've ever been. I've got it figured out. I'm going to be okay. I was like, you're not like in my head, I'm thinking you're not, you're wrong. It's fucked up. You're drunk. Clearly things went fucking awry, blah, blah, blah. But he needed to go. Like this was a thing that he needed to go through. He just had to go through it on his own. And, you know, look, I was there for him. If he woke up in the morning and called me, he was like, David, 
the fuck am I doing on this park bench? I, I fell asleep inside of a curly slide. Help me. I would be there. I would be there. But <laughs> he did. He, was, uh, but he did call you. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say he was in the bottom of curly well, slide. But, but he, he called call me. And he was like, I'm good. Leave me alone. But you I'm, knew he wasn't. But you knew he wasn't good. What I knew was that he needed to figure it the fuck out. And he did. Uh, oh, fuck, Don, you threw me off. What was the other thing? I, I, I'm just putting the screws to you, like, man. You get it because I've got I've got your two brothers who are just giving you they're, they're being recorded. I'm just and it's like just the a big, love the big fest. moments. And like I found a things... moment in this love fest where you I mean, neither one of them were willing to throw you under a bus about the time you really let them down. And we have in just conversation and tigers and chubby Canadians and big tits that we don't know what to do with. We've oh, discovered that's, that's the thing is like that I, I don't moment know. organically. I'm so excited. I mean, there I, have been so many times where I've I've worried and been let down by my brothers. <laughs> There have been, but they've also, it's, it's been equaled by their impressive performances in other ways, you know. Share those, David. Share, share the good and the bad. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think that, you know, Stephen finding his way through magic and being such an incredibly talented performer uh, is, is admirable. And, and, and I appreciate. Let me show you a trick. And <laughs> yeah, one what? of the things I will say that I am impressed with again, I'm finding that your brothers are are, and I love you, David. Uh, but but I'm finding that your brothers are far more impressive because we've already established my kinship with Eric. Um, when one of the things I love about Stephen is, you know, we, we the first time we met was uh, at the beer. Was it the beer park, beer park here in Vegas Mm -hmm. with your mom and his wife? And what I'm watching Stephen do is fucking hustle his ass off to people that are drinking. He's fucking working the magic and he's doing it. And like, I really. That was the night that my mother kissed you. Yeah, it was. That was. That was also the night your mother looked at me and went, so, so you, you left the casino and now you're a copywriter. I said, she goes, can you just not hold a job down? But that yeah. was also the same night. And I, the thing is, I totally get it. And I thought it was lovely. And I thought she was awesome. But what I what I was saying is what I was impressed with with Steven is I see him. It's not like it's a cushy gig. I mean, he's a he's a, a very yeah, talented magician, but he is out there fucking doing the hustle. And I have such appreciation for that kind of hustle. Um, well, you're a great and, big brother, Don. And but I'm just here's, saying that, here's that, that the twist. what happened to you, David? Because I don't see any of those qualities <laughs> in you. I, I, you know, I'm so impressed with your brothers, and now I'm finding you wanting. <laughs> so, so that makes you proud of Stephen. No, uh, yeah. What, so makes me proud of Stephen. So hang on. What? Wait. What? I hang on. That shit threw me off. Like I was. Trying to give Steven some credit yeah, no. where credit David, is due. And David, I was going to shift to Eric. The way you set this talk whole Talk about thing making up. French kissing with my mom. And no, the, it wasn't a French kiss. Um, but uh, Oh, it will be. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but we've, we've got the spy craft to prove that it's possible. Wow. Yes, you do. You have that little uh, oh, sonar. God, guy. I hope mom doesn't listen to this. The sonar guy. But no, but one of the things I, and, and this is but just. But she did it to herself. Yes. The only reason I'm giving shit to David right now is because his whole setup for this, uh, this, this, this podcast was that it eventually was going to become sort of a roast I'm of sub- David. Well, and it's just well, been no, this I, fucking love on. fest and this hang recollection on. fest. Like nobody's roasting David. What the no, fuck? No, 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 no. You want this, to roast David as he is now or as he was as a brother then, no, right? No, no, no. Hang on. We help, right? This is not about roasting me. This is not about me. The, the idea of this the is to help. Hang on. It's not about like, hey, let's you guys take the shit out of me. And you might, and you should, but it's more like there is a purpose to this. And it is like, I want to be a good dad for two boys that will become good men or maybe become good women or trans, whatever, like whatever, good people. I mean, can't you just okay. look at how dad was with us? Well, I don't know. I mean, sure. Like, I think dad did a lot of things great. I think dad didn't do a lot of things great because of, I mean, today is a great example. I think dad was very, was wound very tight a lot of times. Well, but he he spent spent his his days days arguing with with people and dealing with idiots. He was an attorney who fought with people. He fought with judges and other lawyers and his own clients and other clients. It's, and he comes home and has a fight with, you know, children and a wife who wants to talk to him about his day. It's fucking frustrating and annoying. And I, now I get it. I've gotten it as an adult. Like I got it. I, it clicked with me when I was in my twenties. I know that's going to happen because that's human nature. I don't want Harry and his brother to think of me as, even though I am a and can be a grumpy, malcontent cunt of a person sometimes. I don't want them to think of me as as that. So I don't, well, what, you can see, be a grumpy okay, and malcontent. So, I would never call you a cunt. And I'm pretty liberal with that phrase. So I, I, I don't right. think I've ever known you to be a cunt. I've known you to be kind of a dickweed. A dick, yeah. I've known you to have been, been kind of a, you know, kind of an ass. There's a difference between being a dick and being a cunt. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. I don't think you're a cunt. And when the two intersect, though, everything's great. <laughs> Goddamn. Oh, you're a child. Okay, so like, so like my memory, so I, I don't know if you guys remember that my relationship with dad was extremely strained from like 2002 to like 2000. 11 when i moved away when we had our car ride together the bush presidency yeah those were rough times this is dick cheney's fault got it eric go on sorry no steven (laughs) (laughs) um not to oversimplify we had we had a very strained relationship and we fought all the time i was kicked out of the house all the time and i remember dad being like just a hard ass when we were kids, constantly grounding us, constantly yelling at us. But I'm okay with that because now I understand him. 
Like I yeah. get where he was coming from now. And he was irrational. Now, now he, he and I talk like, like we're, you know, we're, we're friends now. We talk, no, you know, dad is, every, we're all, we're day. all close to, we're all very close to dad. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I think a, like, it's funny, like dad punished a lot. Like that was a thing. Like there was always the punishment instead of the you carrot. You said he never, he never kept with his punishments though. And for me, I felt like he always did, but I don't know, maybe. Oh, he kept with mine for goddamn sure. Yeah. <laughs> like when, when he grounded us. Eric, you got, you got fucking get it. What, Mitt Romney get out of jail free passes yeah, or yeah. Dukakis <laughs> passes. Let's say TV for a week or something. I was watching TV two days later. Stop. Pause. Break. Say it again. There was a weird muffle on your thing. Don, this is a break point in the edit. Say it again, Eric. Oh, jeez. Uh, there was a point... <laughs> there was a point where... I don't remember what I said. It's about the TV. You got... Uh, what the fuck? You grounded from the TV for a week, but you were watching it two days later. So I fucking heard it, even though you were muffled. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about like our, our like our favorite dad punishments, because I have like three that are oh, go awesome. for it. Let's let's sugared hear it. cereal. Sugared cereal is one of my recollections. Oh, he was he was a Nazi. Is that bad to call a Jew a Nazi? But no. he was like crazy about the cereal. Like one cup of cereal, one cup of sugared cereal. Guys, he was right. I have fucked up as a dad. Because I revolted. So, Don, for context, there were years that went by where we would have like sugared cereal. There was like, you know, corn pops, tricks, uh, corn flakes, and then uh, Special K, kicks, and yeah, bullshit. Yeah, uh, eventually, checks. eventually, you're just getting like gravel in a box. Yeah. And, I it, know. Well, and it used to be, it, it was like, okay, guys, one full bowl of the sugared cereal. Tricks, uh, cinnamon toast crunch, cocoa, and then if you want more, you can have plain cereal, which was checks, you know, rice checks and Cheerios and like you know, muslicks, sugars. Yeah, yeah. we never went that bad, but yeah. So then there came a point in like nine in the early nineties where it was not just pour your bowl of cereal. But you have to pour it into a cup, the serving, the literal legit serving size, according to the side of the box, the measuring cup, which fucked everything up. Because a measuring cup of cereal does not match a full bowl, a ceramic bowl of cereal. It looks like you're not going to fucking eat anything. Eric, Eric. I'm not hard to stop, boys. You what? I'm not hard to stop. It's 11 o'clock, right? No one can hear you. Say it again. You can't hear me. There we go. Hear me? There we go. Hey. Yes. All right. What? It's it's eleven o'clock. I got a hard stop. All right. So I think I've got plenty of uh, stuff to edit. I've got two hours of. You guys can keep talking. No, no, no. We we, we can wrap it up. And that's the thing. So David, thank you, brothers. So at least we have that uh, on on our thing, and then we'll let. Uh, We'll let it go because it's late. It's not late for Stephen and I. It's only nine I mean, o'clock for us. Yeah. 
Yes, we can. We can announce. What I, what I would really like to do is there is a question I want to get to. So ask the question fast. Um, in one sentence, not a long rambling question. A no. simple, short so, sentence. Yeah. So Eric and Stephen, you guys do not have kids right now. Like Harry is cousinless on the Himmel side, which is beginning to bother me. So start fucking get it right, but no pressure because I know there's medical things and the woman's body and all that bullshit. So well, I'm not doing were. like that. Where are my grandbabies? I'm not trying to put that pressure on you. I'm just saying that. What's I, the question? I, I want. What's the question? Not what you want. What's the question? I, I want to know as a dad, as my, as my brothers, the two of you, as a dad, knowing me, what can I do to help Harry or to help foster a good relationship between Harry and his brother? Now you stop and they're going to answer. You ask the question, let them answer the question. Eric first. What Harry should do between him and his brother too, so he can be a good brother to his brother and his brother. Stop, start over. Brother. What Harry can do, stop and start over. What Harry can do to his brother and his brother do to him so they're good brothers, right? Just to clarify, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, be supportive, right? Be caring, right? You know, what, what you can have them do so that they are together is be consistent, right? Say what you're going to do and do what you're going to say in your actions. Let those resemble your words and make sure they understand that the value in, in being true with what you say and what you do to each other and to others. That's, that's going to be, I'm not a dad. I don't know anything about it. I know about being a brother and a good person and why good people are magnetic, right? That's how to do it. Do you feel Eric that I was that for you? Or have been, you know, it's our relationship has changed as we've gotten older, right? Um, it's you know, it's distance, you know. Yeah, nature of it. Yeah. I, I said earlier, David, and I know Don picked up on it when you were doing that. Um, uh, what, what, whatever we say. Oh, oh, trying to breathe in the hiccups or the the burps. Yeah, the burps. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. I said, did you think about me? You said, yeah. And I said, that's a good time to call, right? Those are the times that brothers should be there for each other. Especially now that they're so help them burp. No, no, no. When you think about them, right? You call them. I'm here for you. I'm thinking about you. Not just when something's needed or wanted, when you have to take care of them, but when you have the opportunity to say, hey, what's up, right? Especially with cell phones, you said it all the time connected. You don't have to talk all the time, but, you know, and those kids are going to have it even more. When did we get ourselves? So uh, I won't, I won't belabor it. Oh, geez, it's 1102. Are you guys in the March Madness? Are you in trouble? Like, it's, it's Jasmine like, Eric, where are you? It's 11.02. You're two minutes late from coming to bed and putting your head on the pillow. It you is, know, you motherfucker. He doesn't, is, know, he doesn't know what to do with her tits anyway. Well, then- <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have very big ones. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got, she's got a fantastic butt. Right? Um, but she, she's great. And she can hear every word and it's loud. Her, our bedroom is right upstairs. Um, but there's also a great basketball game on double OT, boys. Oh my god! All right, get the oh, fuck out of here. In David, all my Eric, no, no, no. okay. David, yeah. you know I'm always there for you, so don't give me that dancing dart. Except for right now, when I have to be there for my basketball game. Be, right. We've had two hours. We've had two hours, guys, to go through questions 
that you called us to talk about. How old are you? Fascinating. I want to hear Stephen's response, though. I do, too. Okay. Eric, well, how old are you? Eric, real quickly, how old are you? I'm 39. All right. You're almost 40 years old. That's four decades of shit for us <laughs> to sort through. You're right. But yeah. We, we spend two hours talking about it. David, let's let's let Stephen <laughs> answer yeah. your, your very long-winded questions that took you like two minutes um, to ask. Shut up, so son. Ask the question again now. Because oh, I'm, uh, no. It, what, what can Harry do, please? Short. In the year okay. 1846, when brothers became an issue. Uh, okay, so find, yeah. find something that you can share, like common interests. And and share and share that with your brother, you know, uh, like the fact that you and I both really liked playing guns and playing with action figures. And we're very that violent was, people. That was very cool that you wanted to do that with me. Like I got really excited when I, I was in my room yeah. playing with my toys yeah. and you'd come in and be like, Hey, let's play together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. So like just being there and those, those really, you know, important moments when you're a kid, I think is, is what's most important. And can I, I think what's to great. Synthesize, like, yeah. To, to, to yeah, synthesize. Yeah. And what I love about both their answers is that I would say that Eric's answer can be boiled down to be a good person. I mean, just be be there. Support. Be a good. Well, yeah, just a good be a person. good yeah. person. Say what you mean. Just yeah. be a good person. And and Stevens is be an interested person. Yeah, you know, it's show, like to me that me, sounds like me the that same I person. Exist. Well, you know? show me that I exist. It yeah. sounds like be the same interested thing. And that's it's not uh -huh. the same thing because you can be a good well, person and and not lie and do what you say and 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 be supportive. You can do all those things and not be terribly terribly interested about your little brother. So I think they're two different answers, know but I think they're both really smart answers. Eric, go ahead. Yeah, I would say, and dad, so let's just talk about dad too, because it's not just about Harry being a good brother, but you being a good dad too, right? I mean, yeah. two kids. Dad is a good person. Dad is not interested in what any of my interests. Okay. And this isn't a pity party or anything. Right? <laughs> no, really. really. It's, it's no, funny. Yeah. Right? This right? Is dad, dad is a good person and he's very interested in what Steven does, right? Dad is a good yeah. person and he's semi, you know, really no. interested. Dad, sorry, let me correct you. Dad is not interested in what Steven does. Dad is entertained yeah. by what Steven but does. Well. Yeah. But he's curious. But he's who the fuck is interested. He's interested in what I do in the boat, but he's like invested in what you do from we the three kids, we hit all of dad's three G spots. That's for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And that, that my friend here. Oh. Oh yeah, Eric, yeah. It's it's interesting you say it because like as you guys are telling me what like what I was as a big brother and what you want out of a big brother. Like, I feel like I did a, and, and this is not a pat on the back, but like I, I was that for you guys. Like Eric, you wanted someone who was there just to be there. Like, what do you need? Dude, I got, doesn't matter. I got you. Pass it back. It's like a sports analogy, right? Like it gets past the second baseman, shortstop's there. Third baseman, shortstop's there. Like I'm your shortstop to help back it up and to help. I'm a, an elder statesman of the team. 
Stephen, it's, introduce you to new things and, and be creative. It's like, I, I haphazardly did. It's a chicken and egg thing, I guess. Like, chicken do you guys, first. you know, which, which came first? Like the, the magician knows the answer. No, it, it literally evolutionarily. Well, evolutionary, the chicken came first, of course. Yeah. But I, I, I think as, as, as a young, as a dad, I was going to say young dad, I'm not that young anymore, but as like a new yeah, dad. Yeah, you're old as shit. Because like having, having Harry is, having Harry is one thing. Like being married, being married is one thing, right guys? You guys are both married without kids. Steven, you have a dog that adds an extra layer. Mm -hmm. Being married to the dog and then being married to the kid is a different layer. Being married to the dog and another fucking dog. And then another kid is another two layers. And Hunter, I have to balance. I have to balance this relationship with my wife with both dogs who are very different. So I got to balance those relationships with kids who are very different. And I have to balance and manage relationships, the interpersonal relationships between me and all these people and all these people between themselves. Like even when Molly and, and Sammy fight, I'm like, are they fighting or are they just playing? When Harry and his brother, and I'm not bitching, but like I have to understand. So the important the thing for me is this. I need my brothers to help me be a better dad. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.